0: Welcome to the Amazon Hustle Podcast, hosted by six-figure Amazon seller and Amazon content creator, Lewis Moore III, a.k.a. LM3. Now, let's start this week's episode. But first, don't forget to like and share the podcast
1: on your social media accounts. All right, Sean, can you do me a favor? Can you just kind of tell the people who you are and then exactly what it is that you do? So, my name is Sean
0: and I am a full-time Amazon seller. Uh, I've been selling on Amazon for about a year and a half now. I started in March of last year.
1: Um, and yeah, just, just been hitting the ground running ever since. Alright, um, I watched your live because you went live on Instagram a couple of days ago. And I kind of got your backstory of how you got to selling on Amazon. But can you kind of tell me like how you found Amazon?
0: Yeah, no problem. So, uh, I kind of failed my way to Amazon, you know what I mean? Like I got fired from my job, 2020, uh, actually, yeah, yeah, it's 2020. Um, as you know, you know, pandemic was crazy for everybody.
1: I got, uh, I got fired also.
0: Yeah, bro. It was, it was wild. And the way that I got fired was some bullshit, but I don't feel like getting into it cause that's a long story, but I got fired. And after I did, I didn't like how I felt right? Because I, was, I gave that job three years of my life. And to just be discarded that easily didn't sit right with me, you know, I didn't like, I didn't like the feeling of somebody controlling if I eat or not. So I was like, I'm not going to go out and get another job. I'm gonna just try to figure it out, you know, and back then, um, as you know, like, it, it felt like money was just coming, you know, what I mean, the same coming out every other week, unemployment going crazy. So I wasn't in a rush to go out and get another job. I could kind of float a little bit. It wasn't until like the end of the year, things started to slow up where I had to kind of figure out what's next. So man, I tried all different types of businesses. I tried, you know, try to be a day trader, you know, (laughs) wholesale. Wait, Forex or options? options? Options. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't get with the forex shit only because like, I know you can make money with that, but it just felt too much of like a pyramid scheme so i was like
1: N-m. i trade forex now you probably what happened was that you probably got into a, um iml a, um multi-level level shit and them mm-hmm. just is straight it's straight fucking trash
0: i saw you like posting like graphs and i wanted to ask you about that because it looked like you know i, I saw a currency i think it was like yeah uh, uh
1: gbp power, jpy but, yep. yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that, you know, aside. Okay, from that, but, uh, that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was doing. Uh, I got caught up in the AMC GameStop hype, turned yeah. $50 to 3000, lost it all. So I was like, you know, oh, what?
1: damn'
0: <laughs> This safe for me, right? Bro, <laughs> I did uh, vending machines, ATMs, tried at everything, bro. And right. I didn't, I I, I kind of failed at everything. It wasn't really a failure, honestly, but it just wasn't, I wasn't making the money fast enough to whack up right. replace my, my nine to five. My last bout was drop shipping, right? Okay. I love this video on YouTube. that literally walked me step-by-step on how to create a drop shipping store. A to B, I mean, A to Z. Were you,
1: sorry, sorry. Were you doing like a Shopify thing or were you doing it on Amazon or eBay?
0: Shopify, um, created my Shopify store, created the brand on Instagram, all that. It was called no pains, no gains fire, Mm -hmm. right? That was, that was going to be my, my niche was fitness. Um, built the store, went to go run my first ad. Facebook stepped on it. It was like, suspended. So I was like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I spent all of it. So I spent, spent like all that week, time. Oh, yes. Something like a week building it up. came with a fire name. Have my product ready to go. Stepped on it. So, like, I'm literally like, you know what? Maybe this entrepreneurial life ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? I might go see what McDonald's is talking about. Cause this, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't it. And five minutes later, bro, I kid you not. Five minutes later, my lady comes out the room. It's like, babe, like, know, Take this video out. She saw a video on TikTok about selling on Amazon, mm-hmm. watched it, and I just fell in love with the concept of you know finding stuff, some, finding something in one store and flipping it for a profit on Amazon. Literally, okay. Finding no, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask the video that you watched. What was the model that they were using? It sounds like they were doing retail arbitrage. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Yes,
0: sir. That's that's exactly what it was, and I just thought it was so dope because I never prior to that I never heard of anything like that. You know, I didn't even right. know you sell on Amazon uh, before I saw that video. Mm -hmm. So I watched it. I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be my last effort. You know, if I can't, if I can't make this work, then, you know, I'm going to just have to say fucking and get another job and then, you know, figure it out from there. Um, so I did my research. I attended YouTube university, graduated, uh, graduated with honors, got (laughs) founded. Uh, took it, you know what I'm saying. It was a dope course. It was. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Trevor Peterson. He does PL. He's, he's pretty big on Instagram.
1: Yeah, man. I got an. Um, I um hit I hit him up a couple of days ago to do a um interview. I um watched some of his videos.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him, man. He's 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 dope. Um, that's actually kind of like how I got introduced to Amazon because when I saw that TikTok video, I didn't know it was called retail arbitrage. You know, I just it right. selling on Amazon. So I found his videos on YouTube. And you know, I was doing research on it and that's actually what I was about to jump into prior to retail arbitrage. Okay. But then I saw how much money you need up front and I was like, "Ah, Yeah, bro. (laughs) Yeah,
1: man. I I, I I know, right?
0: Um, his little brother, Kate, shout out to Kate, he does retail arbitrage and I actually took his course, right? Okay. Of course, you know, really like gave me the confidence I needed um in order to start selling. So yeah, after I took his course, I just kind of jumped in, you know, I started with $300 and,
1: you know, it's been it's been uh it's been
0: like that ever since, you know, just kept flipping it.
1: Okay, so when you start, okay, you said that you graduated from YouTube University with um honors. So I know <laughs> when I first found out about cuz I started doing I started by selling books, but it's pretty mm-hmm. much like selling books then I moved to retail arbitrage, but when I found out that you could actually sell on Amazon, I spent like a week and a half just watching every video that I can find. So are you that type of person where you just go down the rabbit hole and just keep hell, watching all the videos?
0: Hell yeah, bro. I, I jumped from so many different people. Um, But it was really, it was really like Trevor Peterson's brother, little brother Kate, his course like really kind of helped me, like give me the confidence I needed. And then I still had a little bit of analysis paralysis and I'm going to hold you after because mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to make sure I knew everything I could right. know, you know what I'm saying? Because right. you know, I understand like how pe- how new people get frustrated or they get analysis paralysis because it's a lot of information, you know what I mean? And they're scared to kind of make a mistake and fuck up and lose their money. So I get it, and because I was, you know, once that person, uh, but I went down a rabbit hole, like you said, on YouTube videos and I, I found uh, another creator, shout out to Nikki Kirk. She's like, you know. Oh, Nikki, the-
1: yeah, yeah. She's the
0: queen of, you know, RA. Mm-hmm. She's killing it part time too, you know. Um, actually traveling actually around bringing,
1: in a freaking camper, yeah,
0: actually. fire living life. You know, what I mean, that was that was another selling point for me too. Was like, damn, like she's doing this part time making bread, you know, mm-hmm. traveling the world doing her thing. Like, that's what really like sold me, you know. And I was like, okay, yeah, I gotta just jump in. So I actually joined her Facebook group too. It's a cool group, um, and I learned how to get ungated from her and everything like that. So yeah, yeah, and I'm 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 always like. Uh, studying the game too, because I feel like you have to. You have to continue to sharpen uh, your knowledge and uh, continue to keep up with everything because the business is always changing.
1: Okay, so from the point of your lady showing you that TikTok video to you doing your first um, retail arbitrage trip, how long was that?
0: That's a great question. So she showed me, I saw that video like end of February, got the course like mid-March and sent in my first shipment uh at the end of march
1: okay so about a month
0: yeah yep
1: okay so when you after you got the course and you figured that you were ready to like go like go out and actually find some products what did you do like what stores did you go to what products did you find
0: great question so i went to ross okay uh, and marshall's those are the main stores and walmart actually those are the main stores that i went to too and i tell people this all the time right like you have to get your reps in like people only source for one hour then they get mad and like oh i can't mm-hmm. find nothing i was fucking in those stores like i worked there you know what i mean like i was doing shifts eight hours you know and sometimes not coming out with nothing but mm-hmm. i was so determined to make this shit work and i loved the idea of it i didn't care you know what i'm saying i was it's almost i was almost addicted to the hunt you know and i knew eventually um, I would get better. I would learn how to re keep it better, you know, and I would just kind of sharpen my skills sourcing wise to find great products. So, uh, I went to Walmart, Ross and, um, uh, Marshall's and I didn't really find anything in those stores because I was gated and everything, but, and I didn't know this at the time. And I was like, damn, I can't find nothing. I'm, I'm, I can't sell anything. I got, I found like a few things here and there in Marshall's. Um, but then it was like random, like topical stuff. And, uh, for some reason, I don't know why I, I I checked out this store called Hobby Lobby and it's like a it's kinda like a arts and crafts store like uh Michael's. Mm-hmm. Went there, hit the jackpot, you know what I'm saying? And and that's what I tell new sellers too. There's three categories that you're automatically gonna be ungated in that you can sell, which is books, obviously, um kitchen items and then arts and crafts stores. And that's what I, that was a bulk of my, my first shipment was the arts and craft stores from, uh,
1: what kind of, what kind of stuff like is arts and crafts, like freaking paper and tape or what? Like I didn't,
0: I didn't personally sell any construction paper, but you can't. Right.
1: I was mainly
0: finding like paints, oil-based paints, paint brushes, um, like craft stuff, like, like little like bags and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. that you could put, um, I don't know, like bedazzle or whatever. I was selling that um and i found this that,
1: fire ass tip i have never heard that i heard about the kitchen and i know about the books personally but i never heard about arts and craft.
0: yeah bro that's 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 the gem right there and like it's so crazy because like the stuff that i was finding in hindsight is super garbage like, i would never buy that right now but mm-hmm. it's still sold surprisingly and that is the thing with you know different categories like the rank in different categories means different things right mm-hmm. even though those things had like Hundred fifty thousand plus rank they still oh, sold you know what i mean right. yeah they, they still sold though regardless um so that's just something that you know new sellers have to keep in mind is just you know knowing the you know, different items
1: or categories something something that i've learned that when i first started doing retail arbitrage i was so focused on sales rank like I was doing books at first, right? And Mm -hmm. then the whole Corona shit happened and then the stores got locked down and I wasn't able to go to these thrift stores because they was locked down. So I was about to quit Amazon, but then my mentor was, was like, yo, why don't you just start selling groceries? And I'm like, why? And then she was like, because no matter what happens, in the world, people still got to eat. So grocery stores will never close down. So you should start doing groceries. So I started doing that and I was so focused on, I got to find stuff that's under 60,000 sales rank or I'm never going to sell it. But I started to learn, like I don't do it on the regular, but I'll get something that has 70, 80, 90, because it might not sell 30 a a week, but it's still going to sell. So if the profit is worth it, you don't have to be so rigid when it comes to like your sales rank, like there's other things that determine if you're going to sell something.
0: Exactly, bro. And that's, that's the thing, too. Like, I I tell a lot of people, like, I, I take risks. Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, like, I don't, I, to me, anything under 100k is good. So and there's sometimes there's some instances where I even go over 100k, like, I'll go, there's there's things that I've sold that had 150k and still sold well. Like, for example, I had this, um, it was like a Clorox product. And it was like a spray that you would, like, uh, spray on your house to clean it. Okay. And that rank was like 123. But, and I, I was like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to, I'm gonna take a risk because the keep data looked good.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I bought 30 and I sold 30 in 10 days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like rank always isn't a t- the the final determining factor on whether or not a product is going to be successful or not. So sometimes and that's
1: something that, sorry, I was, I was going to say that's something that I learned because people like I'm okay. Like, I don't think that we're saying that sales rank is not important because it is, but you have to think about it this way. Also, if you have an item and it's selling and like, let's say the sales rank is 50,000 five. Okay. Let's say the sales rank is 5,000 and, um, grocery, right. And -hmm. it's selling and it's selling and it's selling, but then the person who's selling it runs out of stock, that sales rank is going to go up. It's going to go up to hundred thousand, 100 a 100, 150 because other items are selling but that exactly. doesn't mean that the item's not selling it's just nobody's in stock for that so mm-hmm. technically it is a low selling item but people are uh, skip over that but i'm learning that i'll get on that and that's why i think keeper is so Im- important also because mm-hmm. you check your amazon app first then you go over to keeper and you get much information more information and you can see the whole full story of why that item is where it is
0: exactly well said my brother and it's it always like blows my mind like when i hear people Say that they, they haven't used
1: Keeper before. They don't use Keeper. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not trying to <laughs> cut how? you off. I'm not trying to cut you off. But I've been selling on Amazon for two years now, and I just started using Keeper about two weeks ago.
0: That is fucking insane, bro. Like how? Bro,
1: how? Like how? Why would... Like, would you? How do you make a purchase decisions like without it? I'm, I'm okay, just... because. I will go into, okay, like, because I started selling groceries like a year ago once all this happened. So I was selling and I was doing some retail arbitrage before I was using a keeper and I would go, I would use my regular Amazon seller, sellers app. I would scan it. I would, um, I would check the sales rank first. If it's under 60,000, that's good. Then I will check the reviews. If I have more than three reviews and the um, ratings is more than three stars, we we good. Then I will go see how many people are selling on it. If it's less than four people selling on it, all right, I'm I'm good. But I'm not trying to sell if it's like fifty fifty people selling it. And then I would check the profit. And if I got enough profit, I would just take it and go.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Okay. Okay. That makes but, sense, but now that I use Keeper, I'm like, bro, how the fuck are you doing this without Keeper? Like, bro, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. So yeah, definitely Keeper. Keeper is a very like I will put. If people were to ask me what is the most important software, I think people should get. I will always say a repricer. Get a repricer. But since mm-hmm. I've been using Keeper, Keeper goes up above the repricer. It's the Keeper, yeah. then it's the repricer.
0: Yeah, honestly, and honestly, I feel like uh just getting started. You know. If you have sell, Amazon seller app and Keeper, that's all you need, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Especially like when you out the gate, that's all you need. And then obviously, like once you get start to get sales and you know you kind of get a little bit more experience, then you start to add in the repricer and stuff like that. But you can make a lot of things shake with just you know Keeper um, and the Amazon seller app. But um, hats off to you, bro, because that's that's amazing, but like you, that's still. That's still research that you would combine when you're using it yeah. as
1: well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Checking the ratings, checking the rank and, you know, sell account. So, but also I was getting stepped on a lot because I'll get an item that's selling good. And cause I wasn't using keep, but I didn't know that Amazon was just out of stock for uh, that. Right. So like I also like I'll buy some candy for like 68 cents and then I'm selling it for six ninety nine, making like two or $3 profit on it. Mm-hmm. And then all of then all of a sudden I would get these emails saying, Oh, you, um, what's, what is it? Damn, the um Amazon fair price rule that oh, you're yeah. selling, that like you're selling the item too high, which basically means Amazon checks all the other sites in the world and they kind of co- compare the products that are being sold. So if these other um places are selling this candy for 99 cents and you selling it for six ninety nine, Amazon like, whoa, you can't do that because they want people to, to come to Amazon to buy it. So exactly. then I'll see that Amazon is back on the listing and then they're selling it for 99 cents and I will take a lot of losses also. got you got you all right but you but back to you all right so you doing arts and craft, and you doing all this stuff um arts and craft kitchen you didn't um you didn't do no books right
0: no um interesting enough i I didn't um i just didn't learn uh, about books honestly like i i I saw like at at hobby lobby they have like little small children's books and i I sold a few of those but like Mm -hmm. nothing like you
1: didn't go hard on it yeah yeah all right so my question is from when you're doing, um, what was, um, what was dude's, dude's name? His course, uh, uh, Kate Kate. Okay. When you're doing Kate's um course and you're learning about this, what is your mindset? Like, are you like, okay, I'm gonna just try this, but I don't think it's, it's going to work. Or did you have a feeling that it was going to work? Like, what were you thinking?
0: I had a feeling it, it was going to work. I was just nervous to do it. Um, okay. because like the information I was learning, it was just like mind blowing, like fuck you know what i'm saying i didn't right. even know like this was possible you know what right. i mean and like how he's breaking it down like you know creating a shipment through Seller central what to look for when you sourcing and stuff like that like i i was just super excited just to get started but also nervous you know because right. i don't make any mistakes
1: so you send in your first shipment maybe like a week or two later it, um later it, it um checks in and you open up your seller app um app and you get your first sale what do you think
0: I'm, 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 I'm in, you know what I'm saying that yeah, was, I'm in there, like, baby. like, yeah, like I was, bro, I kid you not. Like I got my first sale. I was screaming in the house, wandering around like, let's go. Cause like, that's all I needed. Right. Proof of concept. concept. Exactly. That's all I needed because, and that's all I was worried about. I was like, oh man, like, you know what I'm saying? What if I make no sales? da da Like, mm-hmm. and I made a promise to myself. I was like, okay, if I, um, My goal, my only goal was to make $1,000 in revenue in 30 days. If I was like, if I could do that, then I could do this, you know, this is something I could do full time. And Mm -hmm. I ended up doing that 12 days. Surprising. And my first shipment, bro, (laughs) because like I was such a rookie, right? I was weighing my products or my boxes on fucking carpet. So it wasn't accurate. So Mm -hmm. like. My first shipment, I sent everything and I put everything in one box. It was like 120 items. So oh, shit, so you
1: just stuffed my, it in there?
0: Yeah, bro. Like my first box was like 20, 20 pounds overweight. weight. Right. But, I, you know, outside of 2020, I didn't know, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I sent it in and I got those sales in, in 12 days and I was hype. I was like, okay, let's go. Like, I'm a, I'm to, you know, really put my foot on gas
1: now. Okay, so, um you said with your first shipment you made a thousand dollars revenue in 12 days
0: mm-hmm. how yes, much
1: so. um how much did you invest into your first shipment like how much was everything that you bought
0: 300 dollars.
1: so because... with 300 dollars, you made three times your money
0: selling yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah and that's that's why i was so happy too because I, I was like i didn't expect that at all and like when i tell you bro like <laughs> the research that i was doing was horrible like I wish I had like some keeper charge to show you of the original products that I found. Like, they they look terrible, but right. they still sold. But like you said, it was it was um, little nuances because certain people were out of stock. It's it sold, but nobody had it in stock to sell. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, my ROI was really high because I was getting a lot of sales items. And the mm-hmm. things that I was I was selling, it was like Hobby Lobby. We had it on sale for like ninety nine cents, sixty nine mm-hmm. cents. And they were like those little like paint, like acrylic paints that yeah, printers yeah. use. Yeah, uh, So and it was selling on Amazon for like nine, ten dollars. You know, so like my my I was I was making like four dollars profit on on all of them. So
1: shit.
0: Yeah. Okay, was, so
1: was... sorry. Um, when you sent in your first shipment, did you like just kick back and wait for that shipment to go, or was you still going out doing more like getting more products?
0: I was still going. Um, I was still going. I was I was uh. I, I had a set budget for myself too of like three hundred dollars for yeah. every every um, shipment that I, I I would send out. I'd be like, okay, this is how much I want to spend on product, and I would do that weekly. And I made a okay. promise to myself that okay, I want to at least have a hundred units going to Amazon uh, per week. Per yeah. Right.
1: Okay. So at what point? Because I mean, you said that you believed that it was going to work, but I but like you kind of kind of had to have some like like some kind of ifs, ands, ands, and buts about it. So at what point did you really think, all right, this is what it is, this is what I'm gonna do. I don't gotta go work at McDonald's or go back to a job. I'm about to go hard as hell on this. Was that at the beginning or did something or did something happen? Was it like the first sale or what?
0: Yeah, bro, that, that was it. It was literally the first sale. Uh, like once that happened, I was like, okay, it's real. You know what I mean? Because it was, right. it's still like, it's, you still have that kind of doubt, like you don't know if it's going to work or not, or if you don't know mm-hmm. if, it's gonna, if you're going to make a sale. Uh, but as soon as I made a sale, mind you, I had no repricer or no nothing. I just, you know, just listed and got checked in. it right. right. <laughs> sold. I was like, oh, yeah, that's all I need to see. You know, that's that's all I need to see.
1: So do you still do retail arbitrage now or you do online I, arbitrage now, right? Yeah, I, I still do retail arbitrage. I do both. Okay. Um, but I have,
0: I've gained a lot of knowledge since I sent in my first shipment to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had, you know, different people that I've learned from. I got a mentor and um, he kind of gave me some sauce on like retail arbitrage because like we go to the same store. So I got a relationship, the store. Oh, the, you have the, a mentor the,
1: that's like physically um, yeah. mentor, not like on that. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Um. So there's a store that I go to and it's a chain, but they're all independently owned. Right. So okay. I've made relationships with the different store owners in my area. So now if I want a product wholesale, I just text them like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking for this. Do you have like hundred units for me? Um, and if they
1: do, I could get a wholesale from them and then, you know, just flip it like that, you, as opposed to just, you know what's crazy uh, is that me. you're the only other person that I've ever heard say this. I, i like i'll go to grocery stores right mm-hmm. and then they'll be um like you know how like most grocery stores have like the expensive like let's say spaghetti sauce right. then then like they have their own brand of like sp- um, spaghetti sauce some of those items sell on um amazon mm-hmm. and what i would do is i would find the store brand items that sell on amazon and i would get it to the point to where it's a replenishable to where i'm selling like i'm I'm going buying 10 20 and then what i would do is i would go like if this is a a um chain grocery store, I would go to like five or six different stores of the same um chain and mm-hmm. i would, and I would buy like twenty of the items there and then mm-hmm. it got to the point where I was buying them out. so I'm like, hmm, can I be smarter about this? So what I did was I contacted the owner of the store that was closest to me was like, Yo, bro, like this is the real thing. I'm tired of driving around to all these stores. I need you to order two hundred items of these. Can I get a discount on it? And then Mm -hmm. they did that. So now that's what I do. I'll just go to that one store and be like order twenty like two hundred of these and I'll get it at a wholesale price. So you saying that made me think like nobody else really talks about that.
0: Exactly. And it's and it's it's smart because now you know what I mean. It puts you in a different position, and, and now you're getting stuff at wholesale price, which ultimately lowers your buy cost, which raises your overall profit too. So exactly. you know you you kind of like corner the market like that. Chico, you know it's a Chico.
1: Exactly. Um, what does your lady think about this? Like your family, your friends, your lady? Like what do they think about what you're doing?
0: Um, they think it's dope. Um, especially since they've seen how much I I progressed and actually seen seeing it themselves, like, oh, shit, this actually works, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I always tell everybody too, is that like, we're still super early, bro, like super, super early. Like, the fact that I know that is because every time I, I tell somebody what I do, or they ask what I do. And I they're tell like, them, what? Yeah, they like what I can see the gears turning in their head mm-hmm. like, damn, like, I didn't even know like that was possible because nobody mm-hmm. paid attention to like, when they're clicking on Amazon it says shit by Amazon, but it says sold by XYZ store. i didn't even look at that when I bought shit from Amazon prior to selling I mean, So right. we're still super, 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 super early. And that's why I hate when I see people talking about Oh, it's oversaturated or it's too much competition. Like nah, bro, like, <laughs> we just getting started, you know?
1: Exactly. Um, my question is, uh, where you're at now? Did you see yourself being at where you're at now a year and a half ago? Not at all,
0: man. Honestly, (laughs) not at all.
1: And like, I
0: kind of got success pretty fast. Um, And that kind of ended up being my Achilles heel, because like, I was just so focused on like being consistent and constantly sending in shipments, I was able to replace what I was making from my job, month three of me starting, right. And like, that kind of was to my detriment, because I I was not organized at all. I didn't, I wasn't really keeping track of receipts, like buy (laughs) calls, you know what I mean? Like I was all over the place and it got to a point to where I stopped following my budget. Um, I was just spending whatever I felt was a good enough amount and then send that in just to send it in, right? Right. So um, that kind of ended up messing me up towards the end of the year and I had to take a time off, some time off, like four months just to kind of get back, recalibrate um, and really like, Study the game more, um, Mm. and then come back because I recently started selling again. uh, April, uh, ironically, you know what I mean. April of this year.
1: Oh damn! Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I took a long hiatus uh, because, like, like I said, I was just so disorganized, and it was a terrible, terrible, terrible time when it came tax time, <laughs> because like I was all over the place. I had to scramble for receipts and try to find things and, you know, pinpoint things together. It was just a mess. So I had to take that time to really analyze my business, get things in order. So when it comes time to, you know, uh, sell again, I'm you know, razor sharp
1: with it. I think, well, I know for a fact, a lot of like, I'm an Amazon content creator. You are also, um, mm-hmm. people don't actually talk about the tax side of it, of being organized with that. And I have personal, experience with that. Cause I started in 2020 and I just filed my 2020 in 2021 taxes, because just like you, when like, I just jumped into the shit head first and I wasn't keeping track of my receipts. I wasn't keeping track of my um, driving. I, I wasn't doing any, of, any of that. So when it came time for me to pay taxes, I had to go back two years and get all that stuff put together. So mm-hmm. just to make sure that I'm able to like show, like to justify what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So I understand that. And people need to talk more about being organized as a, like treating it like a business. I think that I jumped into it. I knew it was, it was going to be a business, but I treated it more like a hobby. Like I was just focused on buying stuff and sending it, but I wasn't focused on the back end of it.
0: Exactly. Me too, bro. (laughs) Me too. Like I was like, because it, I, it, I, I don't know how everybody else feels, but it is addicting, you know, finding good flips. The hunt. Love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the hunt, I love it. I love it. So it's so easy to get caught up and focused on that. You're not thinking about everything else that you need to think about when it comes to actually running a business, like you said. You know what I mean? So it's, that's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind type thing. So super exactly. important. I, I was on live last night. I meant to talk about that because my live was uh, the title of it was um, Amazon FBA is Hard. And I was going to talk about all the cons that I don't right. feel like a lot of people talk about with this business. Um, And I feel like that's why that's what kind of deters a lot of new sellers is because they they get in and they just kind of surprised about (laughs) the work it actually takes to actually be successful and make some
1: things, you know, happen. Exactly. Speaking of cons, one of the biggest con that I get from people saying, oh, I would start selling on Amazon FBA, but the number one thing I hear is, but the fees are too high. How do you feel when people say, oh, Amazon is taking, I'm doing all the work. Amazon is taking too much money. I don't want to give them 30, 40, 50% of my profits. What do you, like, what is your opinion of people that say that?
0: I think they are fucking bugging, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) because you got to think about it, right? They are doing a majority of the work. You know what I'm saying? They handling the packages, they receiving the packages, they taking care of the customers, returns, all of that. You not doing nothing but sending shit to Amazon. They taking, Mm -hmm they taking care of everything. So I'm like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? For the small percentage that you have to pay and how much money you can actually make, even after they take out their fees is it's, it's insane. So yeah, that's, it's just an excuse.
1: Honestly, when I hear people say that, I agree 100% and the way I explain it to people is I do it. Cause I actually made a video. I think I made a video or I, or I talked about this in a video. I, a lot of people approach Amazon FBA when they first start and they think of Amazon FBA is like Amazon is their employee which I don't see yeah. it that way. Right. I see it as we're entering into a partnership, a 50, Without, 50% right. partnership. My right. job is to find the products. Their job is to send the products and handle all that um, customer service so that I don't have to spend time with that. I can go out and find more products. Mm-hmm. So if you enter it as a 50, 50 business profit, then you're not worried about the, about the fees. Cause you know, Amazon brings this and you bring that. So I just don't think like fees are just, People, I, I, just think that people are greedy and and they don't see it from like the right point of view.
0: Right, right. And like you said, at the end of the day, it's a business, right? And uh, mm-hmm. like, and what you said also is is very true. Like a lot of people don't talk about the business side of it. It's just the fun shit of finding products and flipping and pro, you know, flipping a profit and then go ahead and get in your new Beamer, you know what I mean? Like it's it's, yeah, that's exactly. it's, it's, it's no actually business structure, what you got to do to make sure all of your ducks are lined up in a row, like, so I I think it's, it needs to be some more content put out like that. I'm, I was actually gonna make a, a video, uh, a reel about, you know, how to start an LLC, because I be getting DMs uh, from oh, people asking me how, like, and I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> like it's 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 super
1: easy, but people don't know, you know what I mean? People don't know, so. I just wrote, I, um, I have a, like, I have a blog also, but I don't want to, I don't call myself a blogger. It's just a simple fact that I was doing all my YouTube videos and the way I do my YouTube videos is I write a whole script Mm -hmm. so, so that I know what I want to say. And I'm like, damn, I could just flip this over to like a blog and then kind of have some extra income coming from some stuff that I'm Mm -hmm. already doing. Anyway, I did a, um, a blog post on how to how um how to start a loc and then that got to thinking that got me to thinking and i saw a, a video that the homie posted on instagram about the the difference in having an loc and getting and getting paid from your loc than being a regular employee and getting paid from um your job because when you get because when you are a regular employee you get paid from your job but before you even get the money, the taxes are taken out of that. Then you, then you get the rest of that. But mm-hmm. when you have your LLC, you get your money first, you pay everything else off and then you pay the taxes on what's left. And I mm-hmm. just think if people saw that they would be much, much more, they would be more keen on like figuring out something like, you don't even have to do Amazon. It could be anything, but like starting the LLC and funneling your money in, into there is a much better, why well, I keep saying much better. Is a, is a better way of getting your money than just being a regular employee.
0: Mm-hmm. 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. 1,
1: what tips would you give to somebody who's watching this, um, podcast now or listening to this podcast now? What tips would you, would you give them if they were thinking about starting on Amazon FBA?
0: Um, I would say, um, definitely educate yourself, education, before compensation, um, Alex Burr and he always says that, um, and I agree 1,000%, definitely educate yourself. Uh, immerse yourself inside of the Amazon community, Um mm-hmm. uh, learn as much as you can. And then, you know, implement, don't, don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yes, it's also good to learn as much as you can, but you always got to actually implement what you learned as well. Um, so yeah,
1: that, that will be like my main advice. One question that I like to ask a lot of full-time sellers is, um, especially ones that come that come from the working from the workforce Mm -hmm. was it hard for you to transition from working for somebody else like because when you work for somebody else you know exactly what you got to do you know when you got to be there was it hard to like become your own boss and become an entrepreneur
0: yeah bro super hard and i'm still struggling with it honestly um i've just now started to like Kind of create a schedule for myself. Mm-hmm. This way, I feel like I'm always being productive because it's it's super easy to fall into that lazy mindset of, you know, just chilling and not really working on your business when you don't have anywhere to be or anyone to report to, right? So, um, I'm I'm working now, uh, to just kind of create that structure for myself.
1: So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still struggling with it honestly. When you say that you're like working on that now, like like what does your normal day look like? Like what does your day today look like?
0: Um, So today I just finished um, packing up a shipment. This will be my last shipment for the month. So mm-hmm. now that that's out the way. I just got paid out from Amazon. So now I'm uh, about to go get some more shit. Yeah, yeah, about to, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm about <laughs> to go out and get me some more inventory. I actually got like a million tiles open right now for things that I'm gonna buy. So um just going through that um and then after that um just i have to see after i, have to, I will always have a meeting with my um my cpa and my uh um my accountant excuse me mm-hmm. um just so like i know my numbers right because that's something right. i i started to implement too this year that i didn't do last year is like knowing my numbers knowing if i'm actually making a profit Um, what did I do wrong this month? What can I fix? You know what I mean? So we always have like those monthly meetings at
1: the end of the month. Um, just to kind of make sure everything is on track. Nice. Um, you do online arbitrage and you do retail arbitrage, which one do you, do you like better?
0: That's a good question. Uh, Hmm. I, I don't think I like one more than the other. I like them equally Mm -hmm. because. Um, I just feel like that opportunity is so vast with both, especially that I have that special relationship, um, uh, with when I do RA. Um, so yeah, I kind of like them equally, honestly.
1: Nice. Which one do you think is easier to start with?
0: Retail Arbitrage, 1000%. Retail Arbitrage? Because I feel like OA is a little bit more, uh, it takes a little bit more skill, right? And if you're, if you start out with RA, you, you put in the work and you build up that muscle of sourcing products and it kind of makes you sharper. So when you do it online, you kind of already have an eye for it, you know how to read the keeper charge, you know which brands actually sell. Uh, so it's easier for you to do product research.
1: You said something earlier that I wanted to touch on, but then I forgot about it, is that um, putting in the um, muscle, mem- getting the muscle memory of scanning, how you would spend hours in the stores. And I remember when I first started selling, on, um, selling groceries, I had no idea what groceries were going to sell. So instead of complaining about it, what I did for two weeks straight, I literally went to the grocery store and I went, aisle by aisle and I scanned every single item that I could find. And I was and I was spend four to five hours in the grocery store doing that for two weeks straight. Like I spent so much time in there. People like thought I worked there cause they would come up to me <laughs> saying is, how much is this or where can I find this? And like, I wouldn't know the answers. And then after a while I w would, I wouldn't even say, Oh, I don't work here. I'd be like, Oh, that's aisle six or oh, that's, Bro, that's aisle seven. That's so, so people always say, Oh, like, Another thing that I get is that people will write me an email saying, I don't know how you find like, like books. I don't know how you find so many books because I went to the thrift store and I didn't find no books. And the first question I, I ask them is how long did you stay there? Mm-hmm. How many books did, did you scan? And they'd be like, Oh, I was there for like 20 minutes and I scanned <laughs> like 50 books. I'm like, then why are you complaining? That's not exactly. enough, bro. Exactly. You have to spend hours, hours in there.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, bro, that's, that's super important. And what you just said, that's literally my life. Like even now, like when I'm buying shit, sometimes like I would be taking like, uh, cause sometimes um, in the grocery store, they still have the products, like they'll have the products like uh, out, but then they sometimes behind it, they'll have them still like boxed up in the original boxing. Mm -hmm. So when those products sell out they could just you know take it from out of there i'll be grabbing right. tens of those boxes and put in my car and people think that i'm stocking the shelves and shit. so they'll come and ask me things and like you said too like it's it become it became such a a recurring thing like i know their answers like oh yeah it's over here or the bathroom's mm-hmm. behind there just make a left. you know what i mean so
1: right
0: but to touch on what you said too um yeah That's not. That's another thing that's not really put out there in Amazon space content-wise. Is like you know how much time is actually going to take for you to get and to get it down and really get your skills. You're gonna have to put in hours, right? Nothing is gonna become. It's not gonna be easy. You know what I mean? It's gonna be. It's 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 uh, the concept is easy, but actually like putting the work. That's when the hard part comes in. So it just all boils down to how bad do you want it? You know?
1: Exactly. Like, um, I just started learning how to do online arbitrage. Like we talked about earlier. I'm in, I'm in Germany, so I don't really, I learned that now I do. But when I first started, I didn't know that, like, I couldn't find any tools like seller, um, seller app or seller ramp, whichever one it is, or like stuff like that, we don't, they don't, they don't have that over there. So I was doing it manually. And when I first started, I had no idea that I would have to spend hours and hours and hours just searching to, to find maybe one product if I'm lucky or like two products and now I'm, now I'm saying that no matter which way, whether it's wholesaling, whether it's online arbitrage or whether it's retail arbitrage, the number one thing is you have to put in, those, put in that time to find those products.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And like, honestly, bro, the way that you're doing it, that's the best way. Yes, it's super tedious. Yes, it's fucking hard. But you're going to find gems because nobody's doing that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nobody's literally going to the site, copy and pasting it. Item by item, page by Mm -hmm. page, like that takes so much time. But that's where you find the best products. So, um, like, and a lot of people like they when they learn about Amazon, they learn how to source only one way, which is reverse sourcing or um, storefront. Storefront, yeah, yeah. That's the only way that they learn how to source, and they get frustrated when they can't find anything because they only know how to source one way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's different, excuse me, there's different strategies that you can implement to make your sourcing easy that you combine with. Uh, storefront stalking. So you never kind of run out of products to find. Right? Like manual, uh, manual searching, the most oh, hard that. Yeah, the, that's not not for everybody. You know I'm saying it's definitely not for the week. But that's what the best products are, because people aren't doing that. Or uh direct brand product searching on amazon's website so literally go to amazon.com search up a brand like old spice and just sift through the products to see if you could find something interesting that you could potentially you know make a profit on and it's mm-hmm. kind of down the rabbit hole like that or lastly lease list right i know lease lists get a lot of flack online people say that they trash they suck da da which is true you know kind of true but it's how you use it right you obviously if you're in a group or a discord of ten thousand people and <laughs> they put out leads list daily don't buy shit on that leads list because it's going to tank you know what i'm saying everybody's getting the same leads list instead use those products on that leads list as ideas right and just kind of jump off the rabbit hole from there find different products that's adjacent to that um you know and just kind of you know get get your products like that and when you combine all of those things into one that's when it kind of you know the floodgates open um as far as like finding products dope
1: dope what
0: what software do you use? Uh so I use Keeper, um, inventory lab and RevSeller. I like Seller Amp too, but I'm such a dinosaur, like <laughs> I'm so I'm so used to like Rev and you know that's what I've been using since I started and it's you know been holding me down ever since. So that's uh oh and be cool for a repricer. I use the AR repricer.
1: Be cool is my shit.
0: Yeah, love it. Love it.
1: I actually went through like seven or eight different reprices till i came to be cool and my number one thing is when i use um because technically all these softwares are kind of like the same like maybe one or two have like different different perks but what really works but like what really separates the the good from the bad for me is their cus is their customer service because this is my business this is how i eat so if i so if so if i have a problem i expect you to be on top of that problem like asap Mm
0: -hmm. and be
1: and like be cool with their um customer service is like the best. Like I've never had to wait more than like an hour to get an answer. And when they give you an answer, it's like the real answer. It's it's not like, Oh, we don't know. Or like some shit like that. It's, it's like the actual answer that fixes my problem. So I fucks with be cool art.
0: Yeah. 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 Me too. Me too.
1: I got a personal question for you. Why yeah. haven't you created a YouTube channel yet?
0: I thought about it, but <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm lazy. Okay. I'm lazy but I work hard enough so I can afford to be lazy. And I know that mm-hmm. YouTube takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication and consistency if you really want to grind. And I'm like, I don't know if I to that. don't, yeah. bro. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put that work in.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know. This is the thing. It seems like a lot of work, but it's, honest, but it's honestly not. Like, you are an Amazon seller, so I know you know how to buckle down and do deep work, whether that's mm-hmm spending three hours doing a shipment or spending four hours in the, um, stores looking for stuff or spending an hour sourcing. Like, you know how to deep work and that's how I organize myself. Like you are my fourth interview today. Cause I batch all my, I, I, I batch all my interviews together and I batch Mm -hmm. all my videos together. So I'll do like these four interviews today and then tomorrow I'll shoot four videos. And that's like enough content for like three months. And then over those three months I'll just edit the, the video. So it's not taking like a lot of time. So I'll probably spend like, five to six hours a week doing my um youtube channel but that's just editing because i already batch all my stuff together so i got 20 videos that i that like i can do so if you do it that way it's a lot it's a lot more manageable than just doing it like how everybody does it where they just shoot a video then edit they shoot a video then edit batch all that shit, shit together and then learn how to you already posting good content on amazon i mean on um Instagram. So just take that content and make it into long, long form content. And mm-hmm. with long form content, it does have to be 10 minutes, 20, 20, minutes, maybe like two or three years ago, you had to post 10 minutes videos to like get like views. Now mm-hmm. you can post three minute videos, four minute videos. You can, you can even do a YouTube channel on just shorts and make bread. So just mm-hmm. repurpose that, that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause like you post good information. So I just think that doing YouTube would be a good idea for you.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna definitely, uh, i'm gonna definitely do that for sure
1: what is your reply to when people say what you what you're doing is wrong because you're because you're taking a, a a product that you're getting cheap and then you're selling it for more expensive on amazon what do you say to people who say oh that's not good or what you're doing is, is bad or it's not ethical or like things like that uh i laugh <laughs>
0: i think it's funny because people don't really understand like we don't really understand the concept of the world, because I'm like, okay, I always hit them with the rebuttal. Okay, when you go to Walmart, how much do you think they getting those products for? You know what I'm saying? Like they, how much they getting those products for pennies on the dollar and selling it to you on a fucking 10X markup. So are you mm-hmm. gonna get, Are you, so if you're gonna get mad at me, get mad at all these other retail stores, they're doing the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? All right, pharmaceutical, everybody do it. Everybody do it. It's That's, just, yeah. it's just the way of the world. You know what I mean? Exactly. And people, People are down to pay for convenience. I know I am. You know what I mean. Like you know, if they if they gonna pay an extra couple dollars so they could so they could get to their house the next day, fuck it. I'm gonna just pay it because that's when I want it. You know what I mean. So I just break it down to them like that.
1: I am I am gonna do a video on this, but I see it the exact same way. Like when you no matter what you buy, whether it's a hamburger from McDonald's or it's going to going to get your car fixed or it's whatever, that's how the world works. Somebody buys it in a large quantity from mm-hmm. somebody cheaper and then they sell it to you in a small quantity for like a, a more expensive price. And when it comes to Amazon, like when people used to like, I don't, cause I don't give a shit no more now, but when like a couple of people would say this to me before it's cause they're thinking about, it in the like the most linear way is you're taking something from them from their store and they're selling it to somebody else but there's a thousand reasons to why people will rather pay on amazon they're not thinking about the the person who moved from michigan to california and they can't get their favorite cereal Mm -hmm. anymore so they'll so they'll pay three times that much just to have that comfort that Mm -hmm. or they're not thinking about that person who um that lady who just gave birth and she doesn't want to leave the house so she'll order it or they don't have public transportation Mm -hmm. or that type. like there's a thousand reasons why people go on Amazon or online to like buy things. So I just don't exactly. think like that same. Um, my other question is, what do you say uh, to like, what would you say or what tips would you give to somebody who, when they first, first start doing online art, when they first start doing retail arbitrage, they're, um, timid or shy or they feel weird scanning in the actual store. Cause they don't want people to ask them what they're doing or they don't <laughs> like that type of like input. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um I would say just just do it. Don't don't get too in your head about it cuz I felt the same way too like when I first started cuz it's like it is kind of awkward like you just standing there with a the phone looking at <laughs> different products but just just do it. Don't don't worry about it. I promise you those people not they're not thinking about what you're doing. If anything and they see you grabbing 10 items of a, of a, a, a item in the store, they going to want to grab it too. Like, why is he getting so much? Let me look at this to see, you know, this might be good. You know what I mean? So yeah, just, just don't worry about it. Get out, get out of your head. They're not worried about what you're doing.
1: Exactly. And I also think no matter what we say about get out, out of your head, like that's great advice. And like I say the same thing, but that's one of those things that the more you do it, the, the, like the more comfortable you, you get. Cause I'm sure, sure. you don't, feel the same way you do now that you did like a year and a half ago when you went in, into these storage scanning
0: that's a fact that's a fact well said
1: one of the last questions that i like to ask people who come on my podcast is do you think wait first i wanted to ask you um what are your future plans with um amazon like do you want to like parlay that into okay yeah because you talked about that you wanted to that like you did vending machines and atms like one of my one of my side businesses that i want to do is do vending machines like did you not like that or like what was the reason why you didn't stick with that no
0: i love vending machines right and i love the idea of it because i know that it's money in it um not really i won't really call it passive right because you still got to do work but it's less work because you don't have to go to your location daily Mm uh so the biggest hold up for me was actually landing a location right i knew where to get the vending machines from I was actually able to get like at least two for a thousand dollars, which is a good oh, nice. deal. Okay. Um Were they
1: like the like the like the big ones that took credit credit cards and shit or
0: I would have to get a a credit card reader installed onto okay. it, but it was it wasn't that much. I think it was like two hundred dollars to get it mm-hmm. uh, put on there. But I couldn't land a location bro for the life of me like i called like literally 50 locations and you know everybody was telling me no so it it just became a time thing right because mm-hmm. like i <laughs> still got bills to pay you know right. what i mean so i'm like i can't stay on this for too long because i need to i need to make some some money so i could pay my bills so um it's definitely something i want to circle back to definitely um there's so many there's so many businesses i want to jump into bro and that and that's the other thing too like it's hard to Kind of stay focused, um, especially like when you start making money with Amazon, to mm-hmm. not try to go out and invest in good other things. shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, to answer your question, <clears throat> um, I want to get to the point to where I'm doing at least like two point five a year with Amazon um, revenue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I'm good, right? I don't, I don't think I want a warehouse. Um, it would be cool to have one, but I don't necessarily think I want to do all that. Like if I could just, you know, make do two it points. out of the crib, uh, prep center, prep center. Okay. Yeah. okay, um, okay, And, and yeah, if I could just do that, I, I'll be cool. And I'll, I'll, I'll invest in, you know, some other things I really want to get into trucking. Like that's, that's like
1: something you want to, um, you want to buy trucks and then hire drivers, or like how you want to do that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I want to buy. I want to buy trucks and, and hire a driver. I actually took a dispatching course oh, um, for real? last year. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and I really like opened up my eyes to the opportunity that is out there. Um, so especially in the trucking industry, there's so many different ways to eat. You know, you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to own a truck to make a lot of money, but that's just the route that I want to take because honestly, with trucking that's something that I could pass down to my family. I can't necessarily do that with Amazon. I can build a brand and build a company with Amazon and potentially sell it, but uh, I don't think Amazon's going anywhere anytime soon, but it's still not really mine per se, if that makes sense, yeah, right?
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, no, I, I know that's, that's yeah. like one of the main things that I have a problem with Amazon is that it's still not yours. You can wake up tomorrow and you can get a couple of IP complaints and they can just shut mm-hmm. your whole shit. No,
0: exactly. Yeah. exactly yeah so. um
1: the last question i like to ask my um guests that come on the podcast is do you think that anybody can become a four-time amazon seller or do you think you have to have a special talent or like know some tricks or like can anybody just do it
0: yeah bro this is this is definitely for anybody anybody with a little bit of hustle and hunger and 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 um a need to change their life or want to change their life rather Um, this is for anybody, you know, as long as you come in the game, educated and, you know, willing to really like put in the work, anybody could come in here and make some money.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. I uh, appreciate, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, dropping a lot of knowledge. Um, where can the people get in contact with you?
0: Uh, you can contact me on Instagram at FBA money. <clears throat> that's that's my platform that's my main platform right now but um Louis youtube coming you yeah But <laughs> <With> this youtube <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm i think i'm gonna jump into that so on youtube hopefully it's not taking it really but uh FBA money on there as well. Join Lewis every Friday to discuss all things related to running a successful Amazon business, including interviews from other successful six and seven figure Amazon sellers. Subscribe to Lewis's YouTube channel to see the podcast and video format and to learn how to start selling on Amazon.